Thank God. You know, some podcasts have like they're videoed. No. <laughs> no. That would be a real turn off. No. Yeah. I mean, we made a commitment. There will never be video unless we lose 30 pounds Absolutely. each. Absolutely. I'm not getting all that. Fucking video adds oh 20 pounds. It's, we yeah. look like two obese it's, fucking idiots yeah. if we did that. We should not We should never do that. Never. No. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Tonight, we're having a beautiful rainy meal of pork butt, cabbage, and homemade applesauce. I love how you class it up with pork butt. All right. Um, well, we wanted to have like a little family dinner. This was like this a is a real, real dinner. This was, even, I mean, especially post Thanksgiving. This is yeah. like up there with Thanksgiving. It's really good. This was a beautiful. I mean, my girlfriend's been there bracing a pork butt for you guys. Well, for you because she doesn't eat yeah. meat. Yeah, for three hours. Three hours. Isn't that delicious? Yeah, yeah. That's it. It was really good. It was really good. That's very good. You know what pork butt is? I'm pretty sure it's in the title. Wrong. No. It's the shoulder. What? Yeah. It's not what? actually the butt. It's the shoulder. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Don't worry about it, but I'm telling you I'm right on this one. Really? Yeah. So if you go into the butcher shop... You, it's you called know. a pork butt, but it's actually the shoulder of the pig. It's not. You're not actually eating a pork's is it, ass. Is it like the back shoulder? Uh... I don't fucking know. Well, that's <laughs> kind of where the, the whole butt happened. Why did you just let me have it? I sounded awesome <laughs> yeah. for a second there. You had to yeah, like go. Right. You had to deep dive. Yeah. Yep. You had to peel one more layer exactly. of this back, exactly. and I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. What are your sources on this one? Yeah. Here's what I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not actually eating the butt of the pig. Okay. Like it's not. It's nowhere near that. Okay. Like the, the naughty part. <laughs> Not the naughty part. Wow. But anyways, delicious. Speaking of yeah. pork asses, how about this week in politics? Yes, yes, yes. Great um, week. It's it's things are looking up, <laughs> aren't they? I for us white people. Oh my god. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I can't even begin to, to sort of go through the whole litany of the cabinet and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't even think there's a point to it. No, here's, it's here's, here's the blanket statement. It's terrible. Trump's right. There's Trump, there's no analysis need beyond needed beyond that. Trump's right? that cabinet it, looks like it's like my mom's basement. It, <laughs> there's just a bunch of shit down there that like you don't want to throw out. You might have a use for, and it's just put in this one place because none of this makes any sense. In I don't know about sense. Base. This new billionaire guy, the the fucking Goldman Sachs guy. Yeah, that's a joke. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, that's a bullshit. It, the, I mean, the whole thing, though, I mean, the, every single appointment, there's, there's a certain logic to it because it actually works with the whole con that he has, you know, right. which is that to sell himself as a working class sympathizer, but he's really just a member of the ruling class, right? So that's, He's and guess guess who he's peopling his cabinet with? Yeah, you know, so so fellow travelers there. But do you think his whole entire like he's got this out right? I don't know. I don't even know if this is one of the topics. But let's just are we well, talking we about can this? just let's just talk chat about a little bit. Because here's what's here's what's kind of interesting to me. Trump got into office on this on this whole entire campaign that was a big talking point was yes my ties are made in China yes. 
I don't pay taxes. Yes, I do all this stuff. And that's why I'm the best candidate because I use the system the way it is. I know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. So that's always is out. And I'm waiting for him to say it with this Goldman Sachs guy. It's like, of course I hired that guy because he knows how to fix how he, you know, how Goldman Sachs and the Wall Street fucked all of you. You got to get the guy who's the head of it to correct it. And people buy that dumb shit. Honestly, that was the same line that Obama gave. Why he appointed Larry Summers, why he appointed Tim Geithner. Um, right. All of these people are either the intellectual architects or the actual practitioners of the financial crisis. And the argument was that it's the same argument, you know. Um, if the house gets robbed, you probably want the best thieves in there to make sure to cre create the security right. system, right? So um, get them in there. After and initially, people bought that, right? I mean, the left wing of the Democratic Party attacked Obama for it, but in the end, you know, certainly the the mainstream media and so on sort of accepted this. Mm -hmm. um, with Trump, I think there might be actually, as you just said, an easier sell because people just sort of go along. It's just like, oh yeah, of course, you know, he's he's got a plan, like the secret plan, <laughs> you know, like the the secret plan for everything. And I don't know, I I'm. I'm exhausted not by reading uh, articles, but just from my phone alerts. <laughs> like literally, I get alerts on my phone. I'm like, just the headline itself, I just feel sapped. Um, so, the cabinet, it's it's going to be you know, worst to the worst. It's, I'm exhausted you know, by the fucking liberal attacks. I mean, it's it's in general, it's like any move this guy makes. Yes, we can criticize it, but it's 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 going to at some point lose its um, effectiveness because at this point the guy doesn't have a chance. We get that. I mean, this this call he had with pa Pakistan came mm -hmm. out today, which I, I read the transcript and it didn't seem that it, honestly to me it didn't seem that crazy. It sounded like two dudes fucking like I would talk to you like an idiot, but it like it didn't I didn't think it warranted Vox and Slate and all these people laughing about it to me it's like you're it's it's just you're falling into the same trap of taking the bait on every fucking move this guy makes yep. at some point you, the people who voted for him thinking the media is against him it's going to be justified because yeah. it's like really was that really a big story i read it there was nothing right it was right. stupid right so i don't know speak well it's a very good segue into our first topic which is uh, on fake news right and so one of the sort of diagnoses of how the election outcome uh, came to be was that fake news, sort of the rise of, of literally just absolutely fabricated uh, news stories that are circulating, you know, on the level of millions and so on. Um, and I mean, it's interesting, you know, I, it, the, the argument here is that I don't I don't know if you know the story, but one of the biggest fake news sites is coming out of the Republic of Georgia, Georgia, um, former Soviet Republic, where a 23 year old guy, right, this 23 year old yeah, guy, I know about it. Um, who basically wanted to make some money through internet traffic, started creating websites to get traffic on the American election, and he started with Hillary Clinton, and he was not getting enough clicks, and so he then went to Trump. And realized that if he not, that he got more traffic with Trump, and also he got more traffic if he had negative 
stories about Hillary Clinton on a pro-Trump site, right. and that those went up even more yeah. if he just made up the stories, mm-hmm. right? And so there's all sorts of stories that have been sort of gone around. There's there's one where um, that a pizzeria in Washington D.C. was <laughs> the si- yeah like the site of of a child prostitution ring that was run by the Clintons, right? And and so uh, in D.C., this guy started getting death threats, like "We're on to you," "We're coming," "I'm going to kill you personally," and stuff like that. And it's just like a guy who has a pizza shop in D.C. How's right? his pizza? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We should try it out. Um, but. But the thing is, is like literally there's death threats coming from just absolutely fake stories, right? Um, what you just said about not quite fake stories, but, you know, just basic clickbait, right? That you're going to sort of, you're going to click on this and like, oh, what is, what is, what is the stupidest thing that Donald Trump has done now? And then it's basically like, yeah, he maybe stumbled through a few things and said nothing more outlandish than he's said before. It's not really a story, right? He didn't say anything. I I think one of the major problems, so I, I, I'm of two minds on this. On the one hand, I think you need to keep up the barrage uh, to of critique, right? That for that to go away, you can, it's easy for everybody to become docile. Um, on the other hand, this guy in particular loves the spotlight and he loves, and, and you know, Part of like the whole fascist narrative um, is victimhood, right? That they're victims of all these other forces, and they're the only ones who are authentic, and so on. Um, and that so that plays right into that strategy of sort of demonstrating that even when the critiques are, are credible, yeah, they suddenly become of a piece with something like this, right? That some some you know the the stupid clickbait pieces that come from, you know, Think Progress and this, that, and the other, oh, all, all of the, all these, all these websites, um, they are actually undermining any reality-based news, Definitely. you know? So on both sides, I, I would, you know, go out on a limb here. It's worse on the right, um, but, but, it's, but it's a problem on the left if there's hopes to be a strategy of the left to actually critique this guy, Yeah. right? So it's sort of shooting yourself in the foot. I don't know. It's it, I I I have like I have students who you know they're very smart um and many of them follow, you know, legitimate news sources and stuff like that, but I was talking to them t- today actually about this about, you know, fake news and what they thought about it. And they kind of sort of have a filter, but not really. Right, so there's this weird thing where we have a generation of people, and we're part of it now, who are actually probably reading more than ever. Right, they're just reading in a different form. Yeah, um, definitely. And and we're just sort of constantly consuming media day yeah. after you know all the time. Um, and there's no real gatekeeper, right? So you have to be the gatekeeper, and it's really really hard. Um, yeah. You know, I'll give you one one example. Right, one. Uh, Stanford University did a study with uh, middle school, high school, and college students. And they basically just sort of showed that, you know, all the way through college students, it's, they, they find it very difficult to distinguish between fake and sure. real sources because, sure. you know, the media looks really good, yeah. right? Like there's, it looks very legitimate. But then also there's an added wrinkle where you have organizations that have names that seem completely banal, 
Um, so there's the, uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics, right? So pediatric doctors, mm -hmm. they're sort of both trade and professional organization. Um, when uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out and basically said that they see no difference in terms of child re rearing with same-sex couples and uh, mixed-sex couples, um, there was a breakaway group from that who called themselves the American College of Pediatricians. And, and basically their whole thing was that homosexuality leads to pedophilia. Um, right. and, and so, but if you look at just the name, American College of Pediatricians. Sounds great. You know, sounds like a, you know, legitimate yeah. organization of a bunch of, you know, doctor, medical doctors, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, I kind of get why people get tricked. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, we, I was talking last time in D.C., that, that neo-Nazi group that was talking there. Yeah. Their name is called the National Policy Institute. Can you get more banal than that? No, it's great right? name. I mean, it's great just name. like, oh, what is the most recent paper from this? Probably Washington Think Tank or something like that. But actually, no, they're Nazis, right? Yeah. So I don't know. What do, I don't know what the solution is. You just have to have this sort of heightened skepticism, or I don't, but you know that has to be cultivated somehow. Well, dude, the internet is new. I mean, it's like it hasn't. It, we haven't really been doing this that long, right? So people are taking advantage over 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 a new medium, like a new market where people are getting information. Mm -hmm. No one's figured this shit out yet. Like, it, it's something I think with time it'll weed itself out. People will, you know, the the credible places will rise to the top, and I just think it's going to take time. It's not. It's not for me when something sounds ridiculous. I just, I, I think it's bullshit. So, you know, and like when there's a real big headline, all of the all of the big people kind of pick it up. Like if I were to see a headline about a pizzeria with the Clinton sex scandal, like you're a fucking moron if you if you read that and we're like, oh my God. But the thing that's is insane. is that with Everybody knows they would have done a cheesesteak place. <laughs> <laughs> Bill likes steak, not pizza. You're probably right. We should have known it's that ridiculous. on the face of it. No, but but I'm I'm just saying that one one difference is. Oh that wait, you know what I got what, sucked into? What I actually I re I re Instagrammed on our account our account the uh, you know that thing going around where Trump's like if I were to run for president I'd run as a Democrat or a Republican because they're stupid. Blah, the, that's fake. That's fake. And by the way, it's on our thing. I out of principle I can't take it down. Yeah. But that was a really good one because I'm like, that makes sense. He would say that. And someone got me. And then someone I don't even know on our thing was like, hey, this is fake. And I was like, I don't care. I'm leaving it up. Yeah. It's awesome. But like that was probably created by a liberal. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. like. And it, it has all the trappings, People Magazine, all, oh, all that kind of beautiful. stuff. It was beautiful. Looks, looks Yeah. You know, well we can't made. take it down, by the way. But that was that was one recently that got me. Yeah. Because I saw it. I read it. And I'm like, it sounds like Donald, somebody did a really good job of putting a fake Donald Trump, Donald Trump quote on something, and I'm like, oh, that's real as shit. And people would send that to me, by the way, and be like, check this out. So, like, I also have gotten sucked into it, and it's, come on, let's be real. I wasn't going to fact check that. I just believe it. Mm -hmm. It worked for well, me. Well, I think, I, so, okay, so here's what you just said before that, you know, it'll usually be the case that the main media outlets will pick up on something like a child sex ring in the middle of a pizza shop in 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 DC, right? Like and, yeah. and it's and it's mastermind by the Clinton somehow. That that would make the papers, right? It that may be true, but it depends on which papers you're reading. Right. So so many people are many people on the right 
look at what I would consider, you know, credible papers, they all, I, let's just start from the beginning. Everything is, has, that is text is biased, right? So everything has a bias, but, but there's this, at least a good faith attempt, at some sort of journalistic objectivity in some of the, you know, print presses, right? Kind so, of, but anyway. Yeah, no, no. I mean, kind New, okay. New York times opinion page. I think it's a joke. Um, it's New York times in, in, investigative reporting, pretty darn good. Right, so you can't sort of throw uh, it all pretty away. Go- pretty darn good, but also with a motive. So there's credibility. They're gone. human beings, so everybody has a motive. I'm just saying, right? So, so, but I, I just think that's that's a sort of uh, a slippery slope that because something has a bias, you all truth is relative, right? So, I, I if if that's the case, then literally facts don't matter, right? That that you're sort of just you know, I think the other way to think about it is just that, yes, start from the position that everything is biased, go into your reading with that knowledge, right? That every, you know, sort of a healthy skepticism to everything you read. Um, but the difference being that so many people will, will read the New York Times as scripture, right? And you know, this is, this is your sort of unadulterated truth, but an equal number uh, of people will read Breitbart or Red State Right. And also say there is a child sex ring totally. in DC, yeah. and of course the New York Times is not reporting about it because they're pro Hillary. They've endorsed her. Yeah, right. So you know that's that's the landscape we're we're, we're dealing with. So how do you sort of fight against that? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's I, I get my news from the Star Ledger. Oh yeah. Do you ever read local that? reporting? Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, By the good. way, uh, Bill Clinton's an alien. <laughs> That's real. That's real, though. That happened. I don't know, dude. It's gonna fight. It's gonna work itself out. At some point, Facebook will probably. I mean, they'll figure out an algorithm for some bullshit. That I don't know. It's gonna figure itself out. There's nothing I, you can do. There I, really is nothing. I don't you can think do. you you're being too sanguine about this. I don't think it's sort of and things just don't figure themselves out. Right? That you have to have an effort and a struggle for it. Right? That that. How do you know things are gonna figure? I mean. Because it's social media. It just happens that way. <laughs> by the way, did we just decide? From, from, by the way, did Mark just, Zuckerberg's Zeus is just going to yeah. spring from his head, right? Hold on. Resolution did, to fake news. Yeah. They, did we just decide that we're going to make a fa- fake news site? <laughs> You'd be great at that, by the way. Wow. wow. You'd be amazing. When I keep clicking on some shit and then I read it and it's just like, that's not, you didn't, like you had a great headline, story was bullshit. I get actually fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I've been unfollowing a lot of them. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. I mean, and I haven't been picking up new ones. So yeah, it's not I like mean, people if, have been replacing them. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if they're running, I mean, and you know, one of the, the the Times pieces about these guys from Georgia, they basically said they they were throwing anything at the wall because they just want to make money. They don't they don't they don't like Donald Trump. Yeah, but he makes money for them. So totally. he's, he's going to, they're going to do this. Right. Yeah. So if the profit motive is driving them, then, well, you no. can, then you can use the market against them as well. You can, you <laughs> right? can, then, like, here's the thing. Follow. You can follow, you can cover Donald Trump. He's the fucking president in January for four years. And he's going to give you plenty of wonderful things to write about, but you don't need to be reaching like this. I'm going to just keep using this Pakistan thing from mm-hmm. today. That to me was so annoying. Like, you don't need to jump on every little thing. There's going to be a fucking ocean of garbage coming from this guy. Things you don't even need to try to think about. Today was one of those things where it was like, 
That, that, really? You had a fucking intern put that thing together, or whoever, you paid someone to put that together, and I clicked on it? I was so angry. I would just, it made me sick a little bit. This is, this is something I've done with my students um, when we do uh, research projects. Yeah. Um, that, you know, they'll come to me with a research project and what they think is the sort of right claim, which they, they will then test with the research. And, you know, I do like modern history. So it's often, you know, stuff about, say, um, you know, the Soviet Union or uh, Cold War or Nazis and stuff like that. And basically, they're all, there's sort of arguments about, you know, how, you know, immoral they are and so on. And, you know, we'll sort of demonstrate that. Um, and which I will sort of flip on them, which I say that that's true and that's an easy paper to write. Um, and, what you're trying to fight against is what uh, behavioral economists called confirmation bias, right. where you sort of see, um, you're sort of looking for everything that will reaffirm what you already know. So you've actually learned nothing. Right. Um, so what I always ask them to do is, to, okay, that's a great argument. I want you to start the paper arguing the exact opposite and go find all the research that can prove the opposite. Ooh. Right. Um, and then if they still say, well, I actually still think my original argument is right, then they have a very strong paper because they've considered the counter, right? So that's something one might think about doing, you know, that sort of broadening uh, what you read, but then also being highly skeptical about the types of sources that are out there. You're like the Mr. Holland's opus of, of <laughs> high school history. <laughs> wow. Like somebody I one day I'll, is going to be like, yeah. you know, I had Dr. Prakash when I was in ninth grade and he made me really see the other side of things. And that's right. why now I'm the president or right. whatever. Right. I was trying to write a paper about Polish insurrection. You have some students that have done some good shit, though. Like you've, you've, you've released some good minds into the world. You don't need to talk about it specifically. I'm just saying. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Why don't you try that on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. Should we move on? <laughs> yes, let's move on. All right, where are we going? We just left fake news. Okay, let's fake do some news. fake stories right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start doing fake, fake one just, fake thing, and then people have to right, guess what it right, was. Right, Out of our three topics, one is entirely made up. Um, you hear about Bill Clinton's foot? No. You didn't? I did not. Oh, my God. He lost it. <laughs> right, right. He lost a foot. Right. I did see that. Yeah. I did see that. It's a shame. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. All right. Um, so... That was one diagnosis of the lost election. By the way, I think it's it's not true. That, what? That's also a piece of fake news. Um, that fake news no. lost the, the democracy election. Here. No, like if if it's everybody knows know, it was the FBI. <laughs> yeah, you know. So that that's <laughs> I'm not I'm not you know I I think it's important. It was the Russians, right? No, oh, yeah, right, right, right. right. That, 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 Fuck that, out of here. Yeah. So it's it helped them just as much as it hurt them. Get out of here. Absolutely. Um, and I, it probably hurt the Democrats more, but. The tip of the iceberg is, not, is you know, sort of yeah, completely superficial. Um, that said, I still think it's important. Um, it is important. The other thing I wanted to talk about is another diagnosis, so sort of postmortems on the election. And then after that, we're, we're done with that, um, which is identity politics um, being 
sort of blamed that that the that the Dems embraced identity politics as an electoral strategy, uh-huh. and it blew up in their face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's you know there's been some you know writing about this this past week by a Columbia professor who who made who made this sort of large claim. That, oh, who's the professor? Uh, Mark Leela. Um, Mark Leela. Yeah. Um, he. He, he, he basically argued that by trying to appeal to a coalition of groups rather than speaking sort of universally, uh, the Democrats alienated the middle of the country, right? So that by saying we're for, you know, Latino rights and transgender Gay rights marriage, and, like you know, the, all, the, all of the, the all social of, issues, right, all of these. And then also the sort of social groups, the sort of categories. Yeah. Um, the, the hope, the electoral hope, the pure political hope was that you cobble together enough of these categories and then you have a coalition. Yeah. And that by sheer numbers uh, will, you know, beat, beat the Republicans. Yeah. And and th- by the way, this this argument, Mark Lila is coming, you know, from a Democrat. And he's 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 basically saying that um, by doing so, by by going to sort of particulars, you sacrifice you know universality that you know things that matter to all Americans and so on. And as a, as an electoral strategy, that's just stupid, right? That you're not going to win elections by appealing to small groups, but rather making sort of big statements that, that can possibly appeal to everybody, right? Um, and in a way, Democrats have sort of attacked Bernie Sanders for this as well, because he was talking about class, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So that, that class, you know, if you're transgender, if you're white, if you're Latino, if you're poor, that's a commonality, right? So that's, that's just sort of this universal category that uh, can transcend and 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 because he was focusing on that, um, uh, they they were arguing. Remember you, you remember you remember this. We went over this many times that oh he can't get the black vote because he's not speaking to black people right because he's talking about class right and and so there's this been this sort of debate and I think it's a false distinction that you know social or socioeconomic inequality and identity politics are antagonistic right that a sort of redistribution um, and recognition don't have to be separate, right? right? That they can be sort of harmonized, right? So, but the, the Democrat, I mean, here's the problem. Like, I, even though I, I'm kind of against Lilo's point in the end, right. um, I take, I, I do see what he's getting at because the, the, the Democratic argument for me during the, 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 the primaries and, and during the actual election was... Hey, what what we're for is you know a transgender Latino can also be a drone operator or sell you a terrible loan, right? You know, like like that's that's the democratic liberalism, right? So that they can you know we can have terrible you know aggressive foreign policy and you know you too uh, whatever social category can maybe one day also be an oligarch, right? That that was their thing. That does not. I don't know. It does. It, it, it it's like so tone deaf. It's not even funny. Um, but by the way, they're still doing it, right? That's, they're that's, that's, stupid. Yeah, that's the whole fucking problem with them is it's it's actually so simple. It's one. The whole thing is is they're overthinking everything. 
Do you think they're overthinking? Yeah, I don't think they're thinking enough. No, I disagree. They're overthinking. This a, a great boxing analogy is the Democrats were Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas came in and they didn't take it seriously. They didn't train. They didn't. They were preparing for Jeb Bush. Uh, or or Marco Rubio never saw this guy who had a weird fighting style come in and they got knocked the fuck out. And what happened was they reacted to everything Trump said. So rather than having a plan of attack, being like, okay, let's fucking sit down and let's let's think about how we destroy this guy. What the Democrats did was everything he said that was offensive. That was what they concentrated on. So it's the wall. So then it was months and months and months and months of Mexicans, Mexicans. We love Mexicans. Blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. Just just be against it and then then come up with something else to hit them with. But they were on the they were on the defensive the whole entire time to the point where Trump became un, unapologetic about all the shit he said. And then when it was too late, everybody realized. He can say what he wants because people are so sick of the Democrats. They never had an original thought. There was never anything. Like, we know you're for gay marriage. Like Obama already put that in. We get it. We know you we know you don't want to build a wall. They never did a real takedown of this guy. They never hit him with anything. It was always, can you believe he said that? Can you believe he said that? He wants to do a Muslim ban. You are you're the party that's been reigning for eight years that that has made everyone here terrified of fucking Muslims. He you didn't have a good argument. You didn't have an original thought. So for me, what the Democrats should have done from day one, obviously, I won't even mention the candidate who I thought was the best one, is they should have concentrated on what people were pissed about Obama for, which is the healthcare and the jobs. If you want to win a fucking election in this country, promise bullshit jobs. Poor people care about one thing first, jobs. Everything after that, your gay marriage, the Mexicans coming in, Muslims and refugees coming in, that's not really in the realm of the most important things in my life right now. I don't necessarily not care about those things, but right now I don't have a job. So I don't want refugees coming in. I don't want Mexicans coming in. I don't give a fuck about gay people getting married. I don't care about any of that. They should have hit hard with jobs, 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 jobs. He's offensive. He's an idiot with me- Mexicans. Anyway, let's get back to jobs. This guy's never paid taxes. This guy has is making his ties in China. They could have just concentrated on it the whole fucking time, and this we wouldn't be talking about Donald Trump today. But the Democrats are so fucking predictable with their um, afraid to 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 go off the fucking completely. Uh, everyone can see the path they're on. And they just never do anything shocking. The only thing shocking they do is the same thing mm-hmm. over and over and over. And today, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. right back in. And it's like, you haven't learned a fucking thing. Yeah. The bottom line is this. Nancy Pelosi is part of what people didn't vote for. Like, get a new name in there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's start over. Let's, let's prove to those people we lost. The people that have voted for Obama two times and then some fucking how decided, I'm going to vote for Trump this time. Like, talk about fucking uh, different sides of the spectrum. How the hell, in your right mind, is this woman still... And I, I don't even care about her personally. I don't necessarily not like her. Mm-hmm. But it just you're not making good on, like, hey, we're, we got to rethink this. Right. You're, you're just kind of justifying what people thought, which is you're not listening. 
Yeah. And it's frustrating. It's kind of, yeah, like, let's keep the captain of the Titanic. Oh, know? my it's, God. It's, it's, that guy crashed yeah, into an iceberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, Give somebody else a shot right, at the wheel. Right. The, I'm it's glad you so brought, brought up Pelosi because she won, but she won with a two-thirds, which is, you know, still a legitimate win. But when she was asked, but you had a, a, a somewhat of a revolt where one out of three House Democrats Wasn't voted against Wasn't it a secret you, vote right? or some shit? Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's supposed to be, right? So, so that she can't, Get go for payback, right? I'm sure they're they're they know they're working behind <laughs> the scenes to who voted what so we can crush them. But but um, but it, rightfully so, it should be a secret ballot, right? So one third voted against when she was asked, "Well, what do you think about that?" That's that's you know, it's it's a mandate, but it's a sort of um, not a full throated mandate, right? And she basically she her response was, "Oh yes, it is. Two out of three people voted for me." That's it, you know. So, so all of the sort of concerns of the people who voted against from her own party, you know, who were making the the guy who was this guy Ryan from Ohio who was making the challenge, uh, you know, Ohio, you know, somewhere Rust, we lost Rust Belt making arguments about class and stuff like that. Um, you know, what we're, they're going to get rid of that. You know, that that's this is I don't, I don't know. It's I mean, what I'm, the fuck is going on? I, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I want to bring up this whole this argument about identity politics versus class politics, because the you, you tried identity. I'm, and I'm speaking purely cynically here. Right. That like, how many votes can you get out of this? Um, and, and not to say that I don't think recognition of, you know, oppressed people, minorities, stuff like that is, you know, that should be there should be recognition. Um, but. Another form of recognition is providing them with a way to feed themselves, and and you know you can get married, but we be, can't get you a job. Be, be healthy, yeah, exactly, right? Like that, that. But that, why that sort do of the thing. two have to be separate? They don't have what to be separate. What are you talking yeah, about? They don't. They, they don't. don't. It doesn't make sense. But That's that, not a healthy way that to was, think. That was the strategy of the primary it's process stupid. that carried over into a national uh, strategy, which literally. Uh, it was a catastrophe for the Democrats, and yet they're coming back when they get a challenge within their own party saying, hey, we should try something different. Already, um, it's the old regime, right? So all of the Democratic uh, leadership is 70-plus, Yeah. right? Um, oh, my God. And, and they're sort of steeped in a certain type of you know electoral politics and uh, money-making and things like that and, and you know fundraising that... Uh, well, how do it's going to be very hard to wrench away from. What that. do we do? We have to do something. We can't just sit here. You, mm. you and Cheat need to do something. <laughs> we need we'll to inform start, you after we've done. It. You need to because you're you are more informed than me. By I mean, it was, I'm not informed. You're informed. You need to start putting on our page. You know who you think the future of the party is, and you can you're allowed to get it wrong once in a while because people are going to disappoint you because uh, humans still run the earth and we're horrible we're a horrible species. But right now, you need to start letting the few people that are like like get some names out there. Like we need to anyone who's got even a small voice needs to give those people that might actually be good one day a voice because these fucking old ass Democrats are just they're gonna make a Trump presidency eight years or a Pence get it after him. It's just, we're going to be so screwed because they, the power in, in the democratic party is so out of control and so not in check with reality yeah. and the arrogance. Yes. You yes. just got your fucking clock clean. You had technically the most, um, 
qualified candidate in the history of, of modern fucking president, uh, presidential election up and she got her ass whooped. Kind of. I mean, maybe not, but it should not have been a contest mm-hmm. is, is basically what we're saying here. And somehow we have not learned from that. And we're going to blame it on Bernie. We're going to blame it on the fact she's a woman. We're going to blame it on Russia. We're going to blame the FBI. That's not it. It's, we are fucked. The party is so not. Um, it, it's torn in two, and no. And the people with the money are on the wrong side of everything. Yeah, I think what you said is that you know two things. I think you're dead on right. Is that one is that the Democrats for a long time now are just purely reactive, right? That reactive, they, you know, like that. That's that's Obama's the most reactive they, president they, ever. They sort of concede the the boundaries of debates about things sort of from the get-go. I don't know why they do that, but they have to stop doing that. Um, because they're sensitive on it, because the, because the social issues are controlling them so much, and, and what they do with the social issues are actually the issue. They, they are sensitive because... They're the people that are for immigration. They're the people that are for women's rights. They're the people that are for uh, g- gay gay rights. And with being for these social views comes a overreacting sense of sensitivity. Or well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, here, I, don't you know know, what I'm I don't know. I don't know if it's sensitive. Everything is fucking like everything is so gentle. Like fucking. I, I have for eight years wanted Obama to tell somebody to go fuck themselves. I would have jumped out of my seat if he would have got nasty one time. It's like we we are. Well, he couldn't do that. He doesn't know how. I don't even think he does. I don't it. think he. Even if he, you know, Ahmed, uh, he he was so he was so courteous to of, to a fault. Of course, Come on. but but he couldn't. He couldn't get it. Why couldn't he? Because he's a black man. No, he could have. He yeah, won no, after no, the no, second no, term. No, he no, could. No, There's no. no other election. There, there is a pressure that is on him to stay calm, cool, and collected, even when he might be having a you know, his, God knows what his inner monologue is, right? But, but in in terms of public presentation, um, people are already angry at the fact that he's black. Um, right? He won and, two you know, times. I, I People und- would have liked a little. All right, I, fine. I maybe, I'm, maybe not yeah. screaming and ripping his shirt off and doing one arm push ups, but like a little bit of like, let's see you defend yourself. I mean, come on, dude. It's the same old bullshit. The one thing I'll give Hillary is that like she would fight you. She would fucking slit your throat two times. Maybe actually too much because she she was a hypocrite, but like. That's what people liked about Bernie. That's what people like about Warren right now. It's like they want to fight. When the fuck are they going to fight and stop being so reactive and gentle? It's the party of this this gentle, everything's tiptoed around. And by the way, I'm not like one of those people that's like, uh, you know, everything, oh, is, everything is too PC. Everything's too yeah. PC. Yeah. But no, yeah. yeah. I, I think people are fucking trashy and disgusting. But like there is a, there is a level of leadership that, is a, that you admire when someone is tough. And I think we're lacking toughness. I don't know a Democrat right now, with the exception of old ass fucking Bernie fucking Grandpa Sanders, that I'm like, that's a tough motherfucker. Let's get that person out there. They're tough as nails. They're not really present. Warren's trying to, and mm-hmm. I'll give it to her, and I, I do like her. Uh, but then all every time I see a Republican, they're to a fault angry. But like, where where the fuck is the emotion? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I can't see it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's there's definitely a deficit because the thing is, uh, you know that <laughs> that came out in the email dump from WikiLeaks when 
Clinton's own people were saying, what is she actually for? Right? That they, they didn't know. Right? They, they literally didn't know that what her positions were because they hadn't been poll tested yet. Yeah. Right? So you can't sort of create an artificial fire in your belly when there's nothing there. You well, know, look, so, dude, and I think that's that's the problem with a lot of these Democrats, you know, Nancy Pelosi down the line, and not to sort of just dump on her. She's the representative of something. She's done some good stuff too. But no, but, I'm saying I don't but, have a problem with her. No, 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 just, no. But I'm, I'm she, I associate her with exactly. a horrible loss. It is just time for new names. This was a great opportunity for us to introduce somebody that has four fucking years to make a name for themselves and battle. This administration, Listen, and we didn't do it. You asked me a question. We can wrap up on this Sorry. here, but I'm but just a little the, angry. Yes, yeah, yeah. This that is goes that port. <laughs> this is this is the. Uh, it's because I want seconds. Have <laughs> we been talking? And I'm getting fucking angry. <laughs> You'd mentioned that. Okay, we should figure out. You know who's up next uh, for the the Dems. Um, the problem with the Dems is that they have a really shallow bench. They don't have a lot of people that um, are not sort of stewed in this money game of politics, right? And the difference being is that, of course, the Republicans are too, but they, they wholeheartedly embrace it. Love it. You know, like they, they, they're they sort of like, it. they were like, yes, yeah. I'm so rich. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to be like yeah. me? Um, and whereas the, the Democrats try to play this double game where that we are for the common people and, and so on. Um, meanwhile, but we're millionaires. yeah, they're well, and fine, they're millionaires, but they're not even millionaires fighting for you, right? Right? You know, I don't actually care if they're millionaires. Me either. As you know, FDR was very wealthy, but he helped a lot of poor people. Loaded, right? You know, so so you know that that's fine. FDR was uh, loaded, uh, very much so, right? So so I don't you know uh, begrudge anybody that. I, I, all I'm saying is that they they literally I don't even think they believe it, right? You know that that I think that's a de- it's a much deeper problem. You're right. You know I don't actually think they're just they're just they, they just memorize the book. Right. That's all they've done that, is memorize the book. Let's let's have a bunch of platitudes that we think might play well with various populations. We're not actually for any of this stuff per se. Um, but it's but what it's, the party but it, stands but it for. Sounds we need more to address in, it. it sounds more inclusive than Garbage. than the you know the nasty old Republicans. Yeah. Um, and let's go with that. Garbage. And you know how how well is that going? You know no, it's it's it's, it's, well. it's because I think they literally need to figure out what again. I mentioned this last time. You know to win an election, you have to be for something. Right. Um, right. What are they for? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they know. I don't think they're for anything except hopefully getting elected. They're not doing very well at that. You know, so oh, I'm like, I angry. See, <laughs> I rubbed up on him. Gee, you saw that? Yeah, I'm it. Okay. You know what I'm for? What? Let's wrap this podcast up and go yeah. eat the rest of that pork I, butt. I agree. I agree. We're done, right? Because I'm angry. I don't even want to talk anymore. I know. R.I.P. What are, what are you R.I.P. Call? Fidel what Castro. Are... <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Fidel. Yeah. Yeah. Say what you want. He had a fire in his belly. I mean, dude, the one thing about Fidel, we don't even need to put a podcast, but like. Not some, not many people have uh, escaped that many attempted CIA. <laughs> Holy shit! I was reading something the other day. I mean, it's like over six hundred or something. It's like over six hundred. What? Over six hundred attempted CIA hits. They couldn't get this guy. Yeah. What? I mean, for that alone, granted, yeah. he's a scumbag yeah. or was a scumbag, but that's kind of impressive. Yeah, he's complicated guy, right? Um, 
I saw I saw an awesome fake news piece. I know I saw it too. <laughs> you see it with the piano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> CIA messes up again by trying the to onion. hit the uh, yeah. funeral cortege with a piano. It's yeah. like piano misses. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. That's great. I also saw another one, which I don't know if it's real. It was a Fidel Castro quote that's like, the day I die will be the day America is fucking totally shit. And it's like <laughs> Trump's president, right, so he right. fucked cool dying. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Anyway, all right. So next week, we'll be back next week. Yep. This is good. We're, we're getting our frustrations out. Exactly. You know what? Exactly. You, it's, it's if, if maybe one day we'll come up with, it's your job, Amit. You it's need to start job. identifying. Solutions. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. I'd like you to, I'd like you to next week, I think Jeep would and the few people listening. Why don't you identify a couple people next week that we can start thinking about? Okay. I can. That are under 70. <laughs> it's impossible. Okay, I'll you know, try. I'll try. Jesus I'll Christ. Try. Yes. No Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by our boy Jeet Baderol, who's been holding in coughs the whole night. Coming like a trooper. This guy's a trooper. He is. Um, and we will uh, sing into your ears next week. See you next week. Man.